everybody. Thanks for tuning in. In this upcoming episode of the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast, the team talks about what we think cruising will look like given coronavirus and COVID-19. As you may or may not know, we record our shows in advance, and this show was recorded a little over a week ago. And since then, there's been some new information released that's um, going to contradict some of the things we talk about on the show. I'll give you an example. The CDC has announced that there should be no cruising until September 15th of 2020. That information came out after we recorded the show, so um, it's a little bit out of date at the moment, uh, what we talk about. But we think the rest of the stuff is valid, some speculation, some fun discussion. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what we think the future of cruising looks like in a COVID-19 world. I'm joined via Skype by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Bruce. I'm sitting there. Yes. I know, but we have to pretend. Like I'm not coming in by Skype. <laughs> you should. And Hi. Agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And from the big top, our producer, Craig Williams. <laughs> this is the greatest show. Hi, everybody. Thank you, everybody at home, for tuning in and joining us for this discussion. Um, thank you, Tracy, for being here. It's been a while since we've had you on. I know. I missed you guys. No, you didn't. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> what I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my notes because I <laughs> Yeah, you sent it to me in an email, remember? <laughs> She's right. using her emotion flashcards. <laughs> um, I think just, you know, the, the weird thing is just everyone being isolated and being apart. It's like, uh, it's so weird in that, you know. Yeah. Finally get to see somebody. It's like, oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> are you guys feeling okay? Everybody healthy and good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. We're, uh, Staying isolated as much as we can. Um, you know, I've compromised immune system. My parents live with us, and my mom does as well. So, you know, the the men go out and forge for food, and <laughs> the women folks stay home. And if we do go out, we're masked, and you know, just trying to do what we can. How's Ben? How's who? Ben. You know, your son. Ben is doing okay. I don't. He's. I'm missing him because we're, our province is on lockdown, so I can't go see him in Ontario. He can't come see me. Um, so we talk and FaceTime a lot, but he's doing well. Tell him we asked about him. I and will. Post videos of Chris foraging for food. <laughs> well, I mean, at the grocery store. Sometimes <laughs> he goes to a discount store. It can be a little dicier, but. He's not hunting and gathering? No. Well, it, maybe his form of hunting and gathering <laughs> at the bulk barn. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said, we're going to talk about. Um, the future, what we think the future of cruising is. And I want to kind of preface this conversation with um, a lot of what we're going to talk about is opinion and speculation and what we think is going to happen. Please don't write to me and say, where did you guys get this information from? A lot of it we're just making up. <laughs> Most of it is coming from Tracy's butt. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but some of it is going to be based on, I've read some articles, I've been following the, the cruise lines and what they're talking about, but we don't have official information on what's going to happen. But we, we can 
I'll sort of chime in and give our, our opinion on that. So what I want to start with is when do we think cruises are actually going to start? We know that they can't go to Canada ever. Yeah, Canada said forget it. We're done. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't come to Canada until sometime in October, which is going to take care of pretty well, you know, west and east coast of Canada. So that's eliminates all the Alaskas. I think everybody now has canceled their Alaska season. I think Norwegian is holding on to some hope for a little bit of September out of Seattle. Um, you know, the east coast of Canada where the New York cruises are popular, doing like New England and Canada and stuff. Um, a lot of the cruise lines have canceled those, except for Disney. They're still deciding what they're going to do. Um, so that's pretty well, that season's finished. But as far as when and in is general... It Europe? Is sorry. it Europe? Europe is off the table. Too yeah, Europe isn't going to happen this year. I don't think any enough ports are open to warrant. And, you know, with flying restrictions and so many countries have a 14-day quarantine and it's just not going to work for this season. Um, also, some of the, like, the more, you know, local stuff, the stuff out of Florida and stuff, a lot of that is, um, you know, Disney is set up until the end of July, they're canceled. But Norwegian just extended all the way into August and September for a lot of sailings. So I personally, my opinion, I'll be shocked if we see anything before mid to late fall this year. Wow. I'll be shocked if we see anything in July or August or even September. Adventures um, by Disney just canceled everything for August also. Yeah. And I think the writing's on the wall for September, don't you? They yes. changed their cancellation policy for September. So, you know, as far as cruising goes, the CDC hasn't even, they're now saying, we don't know, we don't even know when. Like, they're not even talking to the cruise lines to come up with guidelines to say what the cruise lines have to do in order to allow passengers to sail again. And right. their current and their current date is July something as well. I think July 25th or something like that. So I just can't see a world where this is going to happen before, you know, October, November, December kind of thing. There's a lot of people predicting there's going to be nothing until Q1 of next year. That is true. I'm a little more optimistic than that, though. What? I, yeah, I am. Believe it or not. I know. Me. <laughs> I know. I think that the cruise industry, the cruise lines are looking to figure out a way to take advantage of the drive market, the domestic market mm -hmm. in local areas. Yeah. And I think we might see something happen in August. Some sort of test balloons go up. This is, of course, speculation. I know nothing. But the idea that perhaps three, four night sailings out of Port Canaveral, out of Galveston, as long as people, as long as you're staying in the U.S. or at U.S. ports, these all might be feasible with very limited capacity. Um, and I think that's a lot of testing to see what they can do. You know, the, the cruise lines also have to consider, too, that they, they run a profit based on full ships. Mm -hmm. So 30% capacity on a ship, it might not be worth it for them. It might not cover the cost of fuel. Right. Exactly. Right. So I think there's that sort of idea of how do they make this work? We've yeah. also gotten news that uh, cases are on the rise along the southern part of the United States. And that might cause, you know, some slowdown. Mm-hmm. If you come into Florida and you have to quarantine for 14 days, that three-day cruise becomes two weeks. Right. right. Exactly. 
And now, how far away for how far away are we from you know with Florida's numbers increasing? Do you think other states or countries will start to say if you are coming from Florida, you have to quarantine for 14 days? Well, we had we blocked people from New York and New Jersey for a while. Right. So I think a lot depends on how we in Florida, and I'm a Floridian, on how we handle this. Yeah. Yeah, things continue the way they're going. I have a feeling we're going to see other places stop Floridians mm-hmm. from entering. Um, uh, we have a Alani trip in October that, you know, we have fingers and toes crossed. We really want to go so bad. Is it October? And, um, and we have an edge sailing over Thanksgiving. Mm. That we're really looking forward to. But the fear yeah. is that, you know, Hawaii especially, they're very, very strict. Yeah. They've been really tight. So the idea is that, you know, they may say, people from Florida, you can't show up. So we're willing to say it. But again, I'm, I'm really hoping that, I guess I'm just being an optimist here, that we are going to start to see cruising in some capacity come back later this summer with an idea of how they can make it work. Yeah. I've always thought of you as very Pollyanna-like. Pollyanna-like. So yeah, I can yeah. see that with your rose-colored glasses being so optimistic. You know me, John. <laughs> you of cruise on the Diamond Princess. <laughs> well, you know the problem is too, and one of the other reasons why I'm so skeptical is there's still so many ships out there with crew members on them who can't yes. return home. Even Disney ships. Yeah, I think two Even of them still have cruise member or crew members on them. So I mean, you've had crews sailing out here, you know, out in the waters for three months with, you know, not allowed to disembark or get home. So I know they just dropped off some more in Barbados. I think it was a couple of days ago, but these are very limited numbers. Um, so, you know, the fact that you've got that still happening, the CDC seems unwilling to even discuss a plan at this point. Um, it just, it's unbelievable. I, I do think, I though, think you're right on one thing. I think the early start, we're going to see a lot of like three, four day Bahamas, maybe only stopping at private islands. Maybe, you know, a double dip at Castaway or maybe, you know, Royal Caribbean will take people to their perfect day at Coco Cay a couple of times and not even go to a different port. Yeah, that's going to be part of the conversation. I apologize. I want to get back to what you were saying. But part of the conversation I was going to have is that, you know, the, the, these cruise lines that do have access to their private islands and the ability to get there from a, a certain part port quickly, we might see go first. So right. Disney will say, listen, we're not going to go to Nassau. We're not going to go there. But guess what? You can go to Castaway Key. Right. Well, I was going to control the whole experience then, right? Tracy keeps interrupting me. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. What did you say? I was playing. I said that, you know, Disney's leaving Port Canaveral and going only to Castaway. They can control the entire experience. However, the unknown. Virtually, I don't know what the percentage is. Most of the crews are international folks. Yeah. So that means they have to bring all them back. Yeah. Unless they have them all in a hut over at Port Canaveral. (laughs) A lot of them stayed on the ship. I know with Royal Caribbean, we saw that picture. They parked their ships out um, in Coco Cay and just sort of let them live on those ships rather than take them all. So the ships all have to be restaffed, you know? So Yeah. There's a lot. We've talked about the possibility of when it would happen. Let's talk a little bit about do you think they're going to control uh, capacity other than, you know, maybe saying you can't go to the theater, you know, maybe 
cruises would work because people in general are spread out. You're in your own state. Yeah, they have belly flop contests that get pretty crowded and dance parties and things like that. I think that stuff might be limited. But you think they're going to say 30% capacity on a cruise ship? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Chris. Hang on. Is there a problem? No, 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 no. I was going to chime in and say here that with my big thing that I think about on ships is what do you do with like the hallway scenario? Like how will ships, like the only thing I can think of is that they will have to move into like one way only up and down hallways in order to make sure that people aren't, you know, passing each other and staying, staying close to each other. But like how I I'm just, for some people that, you know, they, they can't walk a long stretch. Like I, I also think about scenarios like that too. So it seems like there's, there's really basic stuff that you have to get to before you can even jump about the, the bigger crowd gatherings, like theater plays and, and beyond that. Yeah. Elevators. I don't think it's beyond reason to assume that, you know what, maybe deck four, goes front to back. Oh, Maybe I would like five. to be in charge of policing that. <laughs> would you? <laughs> <laughs> a baton and a, a I'm sorry, you're going the wrong way on deck four. But there's, the, I mean, that's a very good possibility that says, listen, you, you're going to get off the elevator at four, you can only go this way. You're going to get off at three, you can only come back the other way. You know, these are things that cruise lines are going to have to consider in addition to, do you have every third seat in a, in a auditorium not be full? Do you have, you know, every other table be empty in restaurants? These are big buffets. Yeah, well, buffets are interesting because um, Royal Caribbean actually, actually, that's the word, was quoted as saying buffets will be different. There will be no more wing jammer as we know it. That's the buffet on the Royal Caribbean ships. I'm not entirely sure that's a bad thing. You know, well, yeah, some of this sounds like my perfect scenario, right? You know that <laughs> people going the wrong way. Nobody can be within six people feet of me. Nobody can touch the food I'm about to have. Everybody and there's has a hand sanitizer every four feet. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for me, this may seem perfect. Well, but... there's also this idea, too. People are excited about going to Walt Disney World with less people in it. Yeah. It might be a little exciting to go on a cruise where there's less people. And like you said, you, uh, you're going to sit every other table and you're going to walk a certain way. That might be appealing because yeah. you might think to yourself, I feel more safe because they're going to control that. I know people who don't cruise have the opinion that cruise ships are nothing but Petri dishes. Why would you ever do that? Um, that's a lot of the arguments I hear against cruising. But those of us who are really big fans of cruising, and I think Craig likes it, I would say John and Kevin and I are, are really big fans of cruising. Um, we think that they go above and beyond in this area already. So I, I think cruise ships are going to do a, a really good job at this once they have parameters. I know the big thing is you always hear every year, oh, norovirus. Norovirus is yeah. blah, blah, blah. If you think about a cruise and how many people and uh, the density of people on a cruise and the things you do within proximity of each other, the number of norovirus cases is actually very little. Right. 
as a percentage. Sure, however, it's, it's like the 100 pound gorilla. Right. Listen, oh, you know, it makes the news because, oh my gosh, 100 people were sick. Right. The percentage. Right. And then also, so that's a testament to how well they clean and the steps they take and the precautions they take because they know that this is, you know, would be a death knell to their industry if this became the norm. But yeah. I agree, Tracy. I think that most cruise lines go so far above and beyond. The Royal Caribbean right now, with their hand-washing stations that you have to go through mm-hmm. to get to a place with the uh, hand sanitizers right outside and the, you know, crazy, you know, hand sanitizer people. Like, if you don't do it and they start spraying you all over with it. Don't you remember they changed the mustard drill to include a multiplication or um, uh it was a beautiful song about washing your hands. A schoolhouse rock kind of song yeah. about um, washing I your hands. I'm just kidding. You I'm know old, it? But I could. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite song. <laughs> Somebody could you give us asked a me on Facebook on my favorite song, and it was the Washy Washy song from Royal Caribbean. So you just brought something up that's another good point that we read about was they're talking about virtual mustard drills. Yep. They're talking, doing away with that thing where you all stand in a line behind each other, inches apart, squeeze in, squeeze in, and somehow doing it virtually. Right? You know what I'm talking about. I do. Get right up to that person. <laughs> and they're doing it virtually so that that's one of the things they're looking into making cruising safer with COVID. Yep. So I think that this whole thing is, we don't know where they're going to go with a lot of it, but I'm I'm comfortable with, I think someone will. And they've talked about robotic stateroom attendants. Yeah, there was an article I read that talked about, you know, the the regular cleaning would happen and they're going to send in these robotic sterilizers, sanitizers that would then sanitize your room so no human has touched it. So they're looking into these things that will hopefully make people feel better about travel. Yeah. I don't know about you, but we had a Roomba that kept getting stuck under the table. I can't wait to see what happens with a robot cleaner. <laughs> Backing into that corner over and over again. Yeah. Well, Royal Caribbean Corporation is saying that they've got this blue ribbon panel of a number of experts in different fields who have been meeting through when, since all of this has started, trying to come up with what can we do and what should we be doing and all of that. So, I mean, cruise lines are taking this very, very seriously. Right. Uh, I think Norwegian is the only one yet to put out any kind of a plan. They put out this six-step kind of plan to keep us safe and to build comfort in sailing with them again. But, I mean, it's their plan. Until the CDC is involved and says what the plan has to be, you know, you can't really. But interesting enough, though, the Norwegian plan didn't mention, as far as I could tell, wearing masks. Because that's a big one. Is our masks going to be required? That's interesting. I don't know about you, but for, a, for the, the next good stretch of time, I'm going to wear a mask pretty much anywhere I go. That's way, That's the rule here in our house. Anywhere we go, we wear a mask. If we're outside and it's just us walking and there's nobody right near us, we're fine with taking it off. But as soon as I'm anywhere inside or where there's a crowd of people, um, the masks are on. Because, you know, people have forgotten in some cases that there's still a pandemic. People are very confused about what social distancing means, um, what six feet looks like. So, no, for us, the rule in this house is masks every time you're out in the public. Us too. So 
one of the things I think is, is good about the cruise industry for the most part is they have advanced their technology to the mm-hmm. point that it's actually fitting in with what would work I agree. at a time of COVID. You know, you now you've got the quote unquote sort of magic band looking wristbands that some cruise lines are using or the app on your phone that will open your door and there's no need now to sign paperwork. You can check in before you arrive and not come in contact with anybody and do an express check-in. So some of that stuff that's already in place is going to help them mm-hmm. move into a more seamless, you know, no-touch environment and safer environment. So I think they've got a leg up on that, much in the same way that Walt Disney World does. Right. You know, the Magic Band, the My Disney ex- uh, Experience, all of the, the, the idea with the app that you should be paying off your phone. All of this is stuff that, you know, almost like, thank goodness they did all this because it positioned them better to deal with this now than if someone had to completely come up with this from scratch. Mm-hmm. Both so Cruise Lines and Disney have the, the, you know, the online check-in option and the fact that you could arrive and check in without needing human interaction at all. Um, so that, you know, is only a plus. And then I'm also hearing that cruise lines are going to stagger um, like arrival times. They're going to stagger dinner times more. Um, Royal Caribbean, too, is like, as you said, they're saying the, the buffet is not going to look like it did before. Norwegian is saying they'll have people working and serving at their buffets. Um, Disney, I think, did, didn't Disney say, too, that they were doing away with the buffet? They knew that that would not be um offered when they did come back to sailing i thought i had heard something about that i mean the buffet's tough there's so many people not just touching everything but in line um and that kind of gathering so i think they'll be doing anything where people have to gather they'll be looking at ways to reducing that it seems a huge huge project i mean so many different things to think about you know the reason for a buffet is to move people quickly yeah. They want to get people in and out, and you want to be able to get them on their way. If there's less passengers, something like a buffet might not be necessary. True. They yeah. could serve that many guests in a restaurant for breakfast and not have to worry about getting them and getting in and out. Um, one of the things that they're saying will most likely go away, though, is room service. Yes. You will not that. see room service on any cruise. That's That'll be very tough for you two. <laughs> oh, my God. What can we do? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's okay. You're it's okay for me. I mean, although if we're on a cruise together, you can make me bring things to your room. It's true. <laughs> we know her hands would be clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. You knew I washed my hands. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there are things that are going to be changed that's part of the regular cruising experience. Some of that we're okay with. You know, we don't really care about the shows and stuff, so I'm okay if those change. But, then we look at what, what, what do we love? We love the casino. How do you do with a casino full of people? Maybe it'll uh, be virtual too. You'd play it on your iPad. I read something about the buffets that one of the options might be people bringing food around on trolleys. Mm. And instead of you going to the buffet, then bringing the buffet to people. <laughs> That sounds like a chubby girl's dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're gonna. I don't even have to walk to get the food. 
I'm waiting for them to allow me to lay down and just put it next to my face. <laughs> no Roman feeding frenzy. Where you, yeah. I think of the times we've sat in a buffet A area for like hours just talking and, you know, spending time together. And you imagine if they were all coming around with trolleys feeding us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dream about. It sounds kind of like the perfect <laughs> Not a lot of people, all of them far away from you, and you're yeah. going to keep bringing trolleys of food by me? I don't see a downside. <laughs> now, if we can just play blackjack at the same time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that'll be it. You have Everybody gets a designated table, and all the experiences are brought to you. Yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what Wally was about? <laughs> I did like the music though. What else do we think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be some of the changes to cruising in the future? At least the future. Ports. Ports are going to be a big issue. I think there's going to be a lot still closed. And the ones that open, I think the cruise lines are going to be a lot more careful about where they're bringing guests. I wonder how shore excursions will change. Um, you know, groups of people in a bus going to be with other groups of people. Um, well, I also see um, we've been, you've been in a port where there's six ships. Right. I think that's going to change. There won't be as many ships allowed in each port, right? Yeah. So you're going yep. so to have the actual port of call having to regulate who, who comes in each day and what ships arrive. And then that affects their economy. Because again, this is a this is a business that's built on volume. They want six ships in port on a day because mm-hmm. that's when their, their shops open and people make their money. So it's going to be a different way of life for everybody. Yeah. Um, we touched on the private island. I think the private island is going to be a huge part of all of this for yeah. cruise lines. And I think Disney and Royal Caribbean are going to be the, in the forefront to be yeah. able to offer the guests. I bet there will be Tanzanite sales. See how cheap Tanzanite's going to be. Do you guys know where they're at with the second island for Disney Cruise Line? Um, I don't believe that there's any construction. I think they're all. They're just in the very early stages of that. Craig, do you know anything? You're more up on the news than we are here. No, they're. I mean, they're chugging along on it, but I don't. It's nowhere near ready for the mm-hmm. near future as soon as this all turns around and comes back on. So I don't I don't think that's a, a quick turnaround option for them at all. Right. And I'm gonna be honest, I think if there were any progress on that island, people would be doing Google map shots all over the internet. <laughs> Flying yeah. their drones across the ocean to see exactly. it. I mean seven hundred people twi- posted on Twitter today that they were using their Incredibles in their um yeah safety uh information so if that's a big deal on twitter i'm pretty sure new island's gonna we would have heard yeah (laughs) but maybe it expedites that maybe this is um you know there's talk of the reflections resort at walt disney world being put on hold maybe this is a time where they look at redirecting funds and saying listen let's get our second island up and running because that opens up more opportunity for cruises that could go on. So, you know, all of this are considerations that someone has got to think of somewhere. What else do we want to say might happen with cruises? 
I think a lot of the onboard activities are still going to be offered as far as shows and stuff. I think there probably would be more of them. So people are even more spread out. But when you think of everything they have to do, there is no way to do it without drastically reducing capacity. I'll be surprised if any time in the next you know, year we see more than a 50% capacity on anything. But the interesting thing is, look at Disney Cruise Line just released discounts for September. I know. Uh, so what? what is our speculation? Is our speculation that there's not even a 30% capacity on those cruise lines? I can't imagine that's the case. But they are still trying to get people to book September. My speculation is the people who put out the sales didn't get the memo that there's a pandemic. <laughs> because we know that happens with Disney sometimes. One department doesn't talk with the other. I so. think it's an influx of cash. Yeah. And even if it's an yeah. influx of cash for a short time. Maybe. You know, it just I, seems, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem, and like you said, are the bookings that low? That Because I would think at minimum they're at 30% now. Why would they be looking for more? But I don't know. But again, I think you're, I think you're right with the fact that they don't have any guidelines where no. World at least has a guideline where mm -hmm. they have to, you know, whatever it is, 30% of normal capacity for a certain amount of time. The cruise lines don't even know what that is yet. Right. That creates a problem further down the road because what if they're past that? Yeah, exactly. Adjusting that. It's just, it becomes this nightmare of logistics. They also keep uh, fine tuning um, the, the things that you need to do to stay safe. Right. We recently heard that there's far less chance of transmission from a surface than they originally thought. Mm -hmm. That you should still keep sanitizing your surfaces, but your chance of catching it from that is much less. And now they're saying the biggest problem is people in an enclosed space talking loudly or yelling or singing. What? What do you mean? Why? Because that the louder you talk, the more you project the oh, air okay. body. So the so this is getting gross, but the spray is mm. further. So Singing, can, yelling. That's why um, indoor sporting events. They're okay. thinking those are going to be held back for a while. Mm -hmm. um, being outside is easier. We might see a lot more activities on deck. Right. That makes sense. Than an indoor activity. That was one of the things I was thinking about is like, specifically in terms of Disney Cruise Line, we already know how sad their adult activities are at night. Like, it's not it's not unfathomable to walk into Fathoms for whatever <laughs> game show they're doing. And there's already only 30 people in there when you could have like, how do they how do they do a lot of that adult entertainment at night when you only have ten people in there? Or it's just going to happen in state rooms now. Yeah, well, and then I think too, like if you walk into the bar for trivia before it was, it's you know it was pretty normal to see maybe fifteen people at, at whatever bar for trivia, and if capacity is cut on these ships, like so, then maybe you get three people sign up for trivia. That's not fun. It's so I feel like with all activities it's just going to have such a drastic change but like disney with adults in particular i think that's going to be 
be a really big one. And I'm not even going to touch like kids clubs because I don't right. have kids. So I don't, I don't want to be talking about it or the procedures that go into place there. But I have to imagine that that has to be a concern for people too. So this yeah, is why sure. I think that a, a cruise line like Royal Caribbean has an upper hand because of the bigger ships and the whole wide open spaces. You know, they've got that schooner bar where they usually have trivia. And Craig, if you want a Royal Caribbean ship, there's like 20 trivia challenges through the week, and they're always packed. People you can never get a seat. You can never get a seat. People love to do it, and it's kind of almost in an open space, you know, because of the promenade. So I think Royal Caribbean's got a little bit of an upper hand when it comes to that stuff, but definitely not when it comes to the kids' stuff. Because Disney is more family-oriented, their nighttime activities are rather bleak. Yeah. For adults. And people just don't participate in them. Would be, I would be very excited to get back on uh, one of the royal ships that have the robot bar and know that I could be <laughs> served cocktails from a, a non-person. That would definitely be uh, something that I'd be, I'd be thrilled about. <laughs> I, I read this article. Read this article, and someone said, "You know, we all laughed at Royal Caribbean when they put out the robot bar. We all thought, what a funny gimmick, and ha ha ha, it's so silly." And now it's like, that might be the future of all bars. That might be the future of all food service. You know, you got nobody touching it. And you got to go up. You have to go up, you know, one at a time. And, you know, you scan your, your band or whatever it is. And then you go sit back down and wait for your drink. There's no hanging out at the bar. So that might be the answer to everything. And as somebody who has spent a lot of time at robot bars with Craig and Corey, <laughs> I can tell you, yeah. That is definitely his number one focus on cruise. <laughs> but, you know, the flip side, I think Disney has an upper hand when it comes to the kids' programs because yeah. they have those purpose-built spaces that could spread the kids out more easily. Where Royal Caribbean kind of has, we saw one kid's area, and it was sad. It was like one room, you know, and a big plastic ball in the middle. That was it. <laughs> With bars on the other side. And bars on the windows. <laughs> they were wiping that ball down a lot. They were wiping it down. <laughs> but Disney has the upper hand to um, spread the kids out and give them, you know, more interaction because of the space that they have. So, again, a lot has to do with the cruise line you pick, but these are all considerations that people are going to have to think about. Let um, me ask you guys a question. Um, knowing what you know now about cruise lines and about the parks, are you, would you feel safer or more comfortable spending time in the parks for a week or on a ship? It's a tough question because um, a lot of what I had heard from the National Institute of Health said that once temperatures and humidities rise, we will see a decline if you stay outside. The transmission of the disease is less if you're outside. However, in Florida, it is roughly 100 degrees and 90% humidity now. And like we said, we're seeing a spike in cases. So I don't know if that's not true. So I would have said Disney parks. But now I think if there's less capacity on a cruise, put me on a cruise. The problem is when we go on a cruise, John and I are not really outdoor kind of boys. There's cruises where we don't see the sun. <laughs> Thank God for our balcony. <laughs> we get uh, 
So, yeah, I, I would think cruise for me personally, if yeah. the precautions were in place. Um, and for me, it feels like a cruise is a more contained environment. Whereas the parks, you, you in both situations, you're you're relying on other people a, a lot to do what they're supposed to do, even if you're doing what you're supposed to do. So that's but isn't that true of old life? Wait, I don't hear what you said. Go ahead, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I interrupted her. It's her turn. Yeah, payback. <laughs> Um, I think that the biggest thing is you rely on other people to do what they're supposed to do, um, to also like that they're doing what they're supposed to do, just like you are. And so the more people you have to rely on to be following the rules in a less contained area, that's where I get a little more anxious about it. So I feel on a cruise ship, it's more of a contained area and there's more people along the way reminding you of the rules and to follow them there's also i think also what you're saying too is that with disney you can have an influx of new people right. you're not going to have that sort of at this port all of a sudden we're going to take on 30 people who might be sick yeah you know? so disney you'll never know who's coming and going but a cruise is going to be the same people that that doesn't mean the people you come in contact with in the port can't be sick or people who are bringing you know, food and things on, couldn't be sick. But I think it's a less chance of that happening. I think my only problem with cruising is I'm, I don't want to be quarantined on a yeah. cruise. I want to have that situation. And unfortunately, that was a small percentage of the total amount of cruisers mm-hmm. at that time, but it got all the attention. Yeah. And it was scary. I'm going to be honest with you. They we just saw- let somebody, the final passenger yeah. off. The, the final. Dom the yeah, the, off the Van Damme. Um, <laughs> however, John went on the Van, the Van Damme. Dom. <laughs> um, they, he just, the final passenger yeah. just got off. So I think that worries me a little bit because it was so sensationalized and because it was. Yeah. It was part of the news every day. That's what yeah. I joke. I, Badly joked about putting Tracy on the Diamond Princess. So let's switch up a little bit. We talked we talk quite a bit about Disney and Royal Caribbean and sort of Norwegian and the, the Caribbean-ish sailings or those type of things. What do we think about, um, like, river cruises, like Viking River Cruises and Ama? You know, these are much smaller ships, much less people, but they stop in so many different ports. And these are not these are not small ports. It's not like you're getting off at a small fishing village or private island. A lot of times you're getting off in the middle of a a city and you're dealing with the entire city. So I I think that's going to take a little while longer. They're also there on a, a river cruise, there is no place to spread out. Everybody uses the same dining room. Right. At the same time. And those hallways are really tiny. You think of cruise ships tiny? Those river cruise ships are tiny hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be tough, uh, tougher because there is no place to, unless they completely limit the number of people. And also you think about, too, you're going sometimes between countries. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that dynamic of maybe one country is not ready to receive guests or has a limitation on who can visit from different parts around the world and another country does it. I mean, I have guests on Adventures by Disney who are not allowed into the country at this point. And we're not allowed 
I mean, right now, Europe has a thing that only international or um, European. European guests can travel between countries. So that makes it harder. I agree. And a riverboat really is a means of transportation, whereas a cruise ship can be the destination. Um, so there aren't, you know, ways to keep people busy on the riverboat, you know, that they're doing like, okay, we can't stop here, but there's all these great activities happening today. That can't be. And what we were talking about with regular cruise ships where, you, you know, you're coming into contact with less people, with a river cruise, you're coming in contact with more people as you move from country to country. So I think it's going to be much harder to contain that unless... I could see them opening for only Europeans to start, but I don't think that's their market. I don't think no, so it's either. not their market for sure. No. If it is, though, it's more, um, you know, further away. Like, they're not going to get people in France to take right. the French River Cruise. You know, that's not how it works. It's usually people who travel further away within Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough market to really think about. What about Viking Ocean? Now, Viking Ocean has a smaller ship. Mm -hmm. much less uh, passengers on the ship. But again, they are not the destination. You know, you're not going to have, you know, movies on the funnel vision at night, you know. <laughs> so what do we think about Viking River uh, Ocean? The string quartet concerts got pretty crowded. Oh, my God. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> so boring. And then I think it's going to depend on their ports, don't you? Don't they do sometimes... Uh, a little more boutique ports yes. where it's not always major cities. So that could work in their advantage. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They usually go to the the not biggest port of a you know destination, like you might go to Sicily right. or Corsica or someplace that the big ships don't stop at. So that's a possibility too. And I think from a cleanliness, you know, control issue, they might have a little bit better handle on it. But again, it's that idea of how do you control it when you stop a port and people come on and get off the ship. Now, these are all big questions of what they're going to do. Let's let's hope someone out there is thinking about them and putting that all together relatively soon. Like to Elevator skis me out on any ship. I would have a pen or a pencil with me to push buttons and wipe things mm -hmm. down. And that's pretty tight on some elevators. But if you even think about, you know, how crowded the elevators are just on a regular cruise. The fact that we get on the elevator and then there's like 40 people pushed up against you. Are they going to have somebody manning those elevators that says, you know, it's at three people, four people per elevator? Yeah, like a little circle on spots where you stand. There you go. Yeah, because I'm always afraid I'm going to be too big for the circle. <laughs> Part of the problem is I can't always see the circle. <laughs> Chris, is this a circle? That's right in my I know. Eye. I have to yeah, use my phone <laughs> to see if I'm on a circle. <laughs> She's taking feet selfies. <laughs> yeah, I imagine getting off the elevator and the thing I want to go to is at the right, but I'm on a floor where you have to travel left. And now <laughs> And now I have to walk all the way around the ship to get to I the zooming. <laughs> I hate when it happens in a grocery store. Imagine on a ship. Yeah. You know, uh, the the sales on a ship. Talk about shopping, right? Mm -hmm. You go to those things where they have $5 scarves and $10 Evicta watches. 
those things are breeding grounds for germs because people are crawling all over each other and screaming and throwing stuff back to each other. <laughs> They're very dangerous at the best of times. They are. So what did they do about that? Before there was COVID, they were dangerous. <laughs> you had to wear a helmet and goggles. COVID may help that, actually. It might be a good thing. Again, I know this is a weird thing. I almost think that maybe it will. That maybe yeah. it might be a slightly better experience because of less people, more control, more rules that that's what makes a vacation. More rules, more rules. <laughs> Especially rules that benefit me. I like rules. That's what I was thinking. That's Royal Caribbean's new slogan. More, more rules, more, more standard, and more rules. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's interesting to think about. It's kind of fun to speculate. We don't know what we don't know. So we hope that they're working on it and that things are... Progress. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know. I know. And it seems like every day there's more we don't know. Yeah. And just because you knew it today doesn't mean you know it tomorrow. Exactly. Kevin, can you move your whole face over closer to John? I can only see, oh, there you are. I can only see each of your shoulders on my screen. So I could see this scarf or something sticking out. I didn't know if it was wrapped around your head, if it was over your face. So I just wanted to see where it was. It looks very lovely. Thank you. It's much better that it's not on. I was picturing it like being over your head. and <laughs> Like Lucy going to Hollywood? <laughs> Do it. I'm a little disappointed, actually. What I was picturing was way funnier. <laughs> so will you cruise with COVID-19 out there? Will you take more precautions? Are you looking forward to a cruise? Are you scared of a cruise? Are you one of these people who say, that's it, I'm done, never again? Um, I want to know. I want to know what your opinion is. All right. Thank you guys for participating in the show and for helping me with this conversation. Thank you, everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you stay safe and stay healthy.